Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Wait, you know what I just had the image of in my head? What? I was like, I wonder, since we do the same intro, if people in their car are going like, I'm Corinne Fox. You know when you like kind of mouth it? You know what's so weird is as you were talking i was thinking is it weird that we say the exact same like we don't we don't record this before we say it each time no i know i don't think it's weird no i mean i guess not weird but just like but that's what people, i'm saying like yeah. i feel like our amis might be like hi like we're best friends Kevin. Kevin, like in their cars like i'm just picturing them right. like mouthing it do you guys like our intro or do you not even notice it you're like shut the fuck up like, what are you talking about today talking about today well you guys <laughs> what are we talking about today we are talking about <laughs> leaving a legacy how wills trust funds and life insurance work and if you're young i mean we're young okay yeah. this is not just for people who are 65 plus no this is for everyone Okay, we're going to be talking about how to set up a will, what is a trust fund, and why you should probably already have life insurance. Yeah. Which and I didn't know until yeah. we researched Oh, no, I didn't no. know any. Honestly, I didn't know We knew nothing about this. this. We didn't think we needed any of these things. And by the end of researching this episode, we both were like, yeah, we need to get all of them. I need all of this? Immediately. I started my will in my phone on the notes app. <laughs> And I did put Corinne in my will. I am a bene- beneficiary. <laughs> She's a beneficiary of my will. And I'm very excited about it. As <laughs> though, though on, I my, don't, on my notes app. I Though I don't want you to pass, but I am very excited about yes. what I get. Should you? Should, yeah. Should I pass? In the event. Yeah. You, you've got Maybe you should things. just say because, I, you know, I love to dream that we're going to die at this exact same day when we're yes. 90. Yes. But maybe the thing I'm getting can go to my children. Oh, absolutely. what about your children? I guess your children. No, it's no, no, fine. no, no. It's fine. It's yeah, already in my whatever. will. It's too bad. They'll it go matter. to they'll go to your kids. It's, it's fine. That's how it is. It's not a big deal. My Anyways. kids are gonna get all kinds of other weird shit. <laughs> your kids get that thing. Yay! <laughs> okay. Anyways, before we get into it, I have a little announcement. <gasps> yes. Beat Shazam, if you guys are a fan, the show that I co-host with my dad is coming back to Fox for our fifth season on May 23rd. You co-host it with your dad, but also with me in the audience. Okay, so now- And I love to participate. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, there's some, you know, key terms. Fast track. Fast track. One million dollars. And the money is going up. I love it. I was going to ask you that, like, what, being an audience member, a regular Mm -hmm. audience member, what's the craziest thing you've seen? A lot of it's what happens in between I was going to say the things that happen in between setups. But does this need to be an on-air thing? It can be an either-or thing. It can be an on-air, off-air, in the air. In the (laughs) air, under the air, above the air. Okay, I'm thinking, I know there was one in-between moment where there was like a full-blown there was a woman who was having like a solo dance it was like a big weird dance thing and I think she was dressed as an elf (laughs) so that was an interesting one we always have someone every season that does a backflip oh there's always somebody that I don't know how we have audience members that can just do backflips I don't they 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 just come out and they flip around and they come and they just and these are just regular it's not like you hire them like these are just audience members that are just in the audience they're not not even our contestants yes that are doing this and then the other thing I remember that was on air and I think it did actually air but they were trying to beat Shazam and little red Corvette came on Mm mm-hmm 
And she was saying it, but your dad got so excited that he, that said, he said it. He goes, Little Rook, Prince. <laughs> and then everybody, they had to do this crazy, like, they had to stop the show for like 30 minutes and like watch it back and see if he said it at all before her, which he didn't. Oh, he didn't. She started saying it before he did, but it was by like a quarter of a second. Yeah, I don't think people realize like our show is so real and we have standards and practices there because it's like you can't, you can't. They are um, not rigging that. Yeah, no, we can't rig it at all. And so like they're super OCD about like our contestants not knowing the songs that are going to be played. And like sometimes I don't even know what's going to be played because they then I could technically tell a contestant. Yeah. You know, it's like very, it's very official over here at Beach Shazam. So anyways, yeah. it airs May 23rd. Keep your eyes out if you've never watched it. If plays on Fox, on Fox. airs on Fox and then also on Hulu. Oh, but can we say that there's also an app? Oh, gosh. Natalie's been trying to win $10,000. I've been trying to win $10,000 for years. And I really do believe that I one day will. This is your season. And I feel that for you. And and I'm holding space for you. Thank you so much. And if I I can't rig it, though. She can't. If you do win, it is not. I. I, It It was not her. It's truly luck of the draw. But let's say I win that Mm $10,000. I probably should figure out if I need to put it in a will and a trust. There we go. You know what I mean? There we go. Okay, but not first. What are we drinking this epi? We're drinking a Willamette Valley Pinot Noir. It's a twist top, which we love. It's a 2020. And it's called Evolution by Sokol Blosser. Interessant. Interessant. So that's what we're drinking. Okay. Take a little sippy sip and try not to say interesting. I already said it. I just said interessant. <laughs> but a different language. Hmm. <laughs> okay. We'll check back in at the end of Do the you episode. Have a word? Smoky. Oh, smoky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into wills, trust funds, and yes. life insurance. Yes. So recently, we've both personally had to deal with things like wills and trusts, and we realized we really have no fucking clue uh, what they even are or how they work or right. how to even make one mm. if you are to need one. Right. Also, had an am I write in on our Instagram and ask if we could cover it? So we were like, "All right, it's time to decode this shit." Yeah. And I really do feel like no matter where you are in your life. You know, even if you're young, you might have a grandparent that this might affect you. You might yes. have a parent that you want to help them set up. A, like, and, and, you, and you should have all of these things at some point in your life anyway. So it's like, it's applicable if you know nothing about it. Neither did we. And here we go. And here we go. So we're going to start with wills, y'all. Yes. And we're going to start with some recent statistics about wills. So the number of young people with a will has increased by 63% since 2020. Which oh, that makes sense. One, I feel like that has to attribute to, one, we finally had the time oh, to learn good. about it, and oh. two, the pandemic. Yeah. That Where we're all like, we're all going to die. Of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020. Millions. Just in America. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. In 2021, 18 to 34-year-olds are, for the first time, more likely to have a will than 35 to 54-year-olds. Oh, my God. Look at us out look here in these us. streets with our will. Hey. 18 Just, to 34. Good, we love for that us. for us. Despite COVID-19, the overall percentage of Americans with a will has not significantly 
change. So it's just that it's the newer just group. us. Okay. And roughly 67% of Americans reported not having a will in 2021. Wow. So I feel like it. our age group is just carrying the load well, like, for the whole thing. Yeah. And even us, when, when we went to research this, I was kind of like, yeah. we got so into it. Yeah. We were like, oh my God, this is fascinating. And we also have to do all of this. Yeah. So Nat, what is the purpose of a will? The primary purpose of making a will is to choose beneficiaries to receive all of your assets. Your beneficiaries may be family members or loved ones or an organization such as a nonprofit, which I didn't know. I think that's really interesting. Oh, I love that. You'll also choose an executor who's someone who it's their job to carry out the wishes listed in the will. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what happens if you pass before you have a will? So for the people out there who don't have wills. Yes. So if you pass away without a will, you are considered interstate. 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 I don't know. Well, this just means that state laws will determine how your assets are distributed by the probate court, Mm. which put a pin in that. Having a will in place allows you to decide who will receive your assets, which can help reduce time, cost, and conflict in probate court. So let's get definition. Yeah, alert. yeah. Beep, let's, boop, de- let's boop. define probate court. Probate court. It is a segment of the judicial system that primarily handles such matters like wills, estates, conservatorships, and guardianships. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you trust them with uh, your shit. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just have a will. Or just get in the will. Because, yeah, you can see how this would be like the thing that I'm going to give you and my kids. Yeah. So the thing that I'm going to give you and then your kids would give you, if I didn't have a will, they, they would, would never know. They would just And like, I'd really have to fight for that. Yes. And I would. It would be a conflict in court, in probate court. <laughs> <sighs> so let's talk about, like, what are the steps to creating a will? Yeah, so first you should choose your executor. The executor or personal representative is the person who will be in charge of handling your estate. And can I just say that the word estate really throws me. Yeah. It feels very um, it feels very like Connecticut. And we say estate, we just mean your shit. We just mean your shit. We mean your shit. It really is too fancy of a word. Yeah. My mom lives in a mobile home park now, <laughs> and she calls it the mobile estate. I mean, I love that for her. Because it, it really makes it seem elevated. And everything you own is your estate. Yes. But I just want to clarify, if people are sitting like, I don't have an estate. It's fine. You do. Um, you do. You do. Okay. Anyways, so this person, the executor, this should be someone you trust who is responsible and organized. Administering an estate involves a lot of paperwork. This is not for your slacker friend. Okay. And you should talk to this person ahead of time to be sure that they are willing to accept the role and let them know where to find your important documents, such as your will, insurance policies, and passwords for online accounts. And you should also just have a list of your online accounts and your passwords in case you go missing. Yep. Yep. Because you're missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so step number two in creating your will is to make records of your property. And this includes real estate property, physical homes or land, and personal property like stocks, bank accounts, jewelry, family heirlooms. Not only that little thing I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if you own something jointly, you can only give away your share. For example, if you own a vacation home with your best friend, you can only give away your share of the ownership in your will. So you can't give somebody – all of something you don't own. Right, life. right, right. 
You also need to consider what you want to happen with your children and or pets. So if you have children that are minors, they usually will go to your spouse. However, if you don't have a spouse, you will want to appoint someone else to be responsible for your children in the event of an unexpected death. Also consider where you would want your pets to go. I put that in my will where I want Zeppelin to go. Yeah. In my will on my iPhone. <laughs> but it's hey. not, not real yet. The other thing is you want to protect your quote unquote digital legacy. So be sure that you share any relevant login information such as passwords yes. or security questions with the appropriate people. A password manager can keep your sensitive information in one place, making it easier to transfer hands. You might also need to include your computer password and phone pin for the people you choose to access these accounts. Mm -hmm. Also, this is something that's very, I wouldn't, I would not have considered this. Consider what you want to happen with your social media accounts. Do you want your Instagram to stay up forever? Do you want it deleted? These are all things oh. that you should consider that are relatively new when discussing wills. Yeah, I know Facebook has the option to make your page post mortem yeah it's like like it will delete itself or something no 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 it just like it changes like from being your facebook to being a post-mortem they have like a type of account oh and and then it just becomes more of like a wall that you can just like post memories on oh. it's a really interesting feature interesting mm -hmm. so now what are some tips that can help you write your well Number one, be specific. So don't leave it up to chance for readers to interpret your will as you wish. So use very clear language and exact names when deciding who gets what. Mm -hmm. Be realistic too. So know which tangible assets like artwork or furniture you can bequeath to specific your people. Estate. Bequeath bequeath your estate. Bequeath your estate. To specific people to avoid conflicts about splitting things equally. And can you amend a will? Like, am I locked in forever? You are not locked in. You can amend it and you should. So like if you get married, if you get divorced, if you came into a large amount of money, if you um, win beat Shazam. Yeah, something, if, you, if you win beat Shazam. If you, if you win beat Shazam. You should reconsider what your will entails. And amending it is called a codicil. Oh my God, that sounds like a medication it I does. should take for like a sore throat. Yeah, a codicil. <laughs> Brought to you by Codicil. And, and your will can be like anything, like, right? You can just put it on a piece of paper. Like, I don't need, do I need to get it notarized? Oh, I'm just asking you. Oh. Do you know that? Yes, you do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It can't just, you have to, it has to be an officially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your notes app will not stand my up My notes app will not stand up. No. Okay. Okay. That's just a, a rough draft. Right. Okay. Got you. And then I'm probably going to have Kathleen file whatever it is for me. Notarize it. Okay. Yes. But here's the other thing. So we've got wills, right? Mm -hmm. But then we've got trusts. I know. That was really confusing to me. It's but like, what's the difference? Yeah, I know. I know. So wills and trusts are legal instruments that ensure assets are passed down to heirs as per your wishes, helping to provide for the people and the causes close to your heart. While each can be a pillar of estate planning, your estate. estate. The heirs of your estate. Yes. Um, <laughs> wills and trusts have key differences to consider from when they take effect to whether or how much they can be contested. Depending upon your situation, you might need only one or the other, but some people end up actually using both to help achieve different outcomes. So mm. the main difference between a will and a trust is actually when they come into effect. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So a will comes into effect 
after the creator's death, whereas a living trust comes immediately into effect after it is created. So when the creator is alive, they can control their trust. So if the person becomes incapacitated and can no longer make their financial or healthcare decision or dies, the person nominated by them steps in to handle their affairs. Okay. And trust can cover property that actually wills cannot, such as life insurance policies or retirement plans. And like you said, a will actually can bestow guardianship of like an animal or a child. So they actually like cover different things. So that's when you would have both. Yes. And another key, key difference between wills and trusts that actually I think also is like one of the most important is that your trust assets will not go through probate court. Uh-huh. So your successor trustee can continue managing the trust as usual with no interruption caused by probate proceedings, which can be like lengthy. Yeah. And like, no, it's just like it's it doesn't have to do all that. It's yeah. less messy. It's less messy. It's but, very clear. Yeah. So now let's get into like what is a trust if you just didn't even understand it from that. Okay. So according to Bankrate, a trust is a legal vehicle that allows a third party, aka a trustee, to hold and direct assets in a trust fund on behalf of a beneficiary. A trust greatly expands your options when it comes to managing your assets. Also, guys, assets seems really fancy. It's just like your money, your Cash stuff you money, have, your money, the things you have. Yes. yes, yet. Yes, yet. When you hear the words trust or trust fund, the first image that may come to mind is like a wealthy family in a mansion with inherited wealth passed down generation to generation. The estate. The estate. But you really, you don't have to be a member of, you know, Mr. Bill Gates' family to set up a trust fund. Mm -hmm. You can just be a normal ass person. Trusts are used for distribution of assets and not for personal property that has little monetary value. Yeah. So, for example, you can put a painting in a trust because it may be in, of incredibly high value. However, you cannot say that you want to give your cousin your favorite leather jacket in your will. Like, I mean, in your trust. I'm sorry, in your trust. Yes. You would put that in your will. Yes. You also cannot include custody in your trust, like yes. Corinne had mentioned. So the main thing is that they're for financial distribution. Right. Yeah. Right. So why would somebody need to start one? Well, the main purpose of a trust is to transfer assets from one person to another, and trusts can hold different kinds of assets. Like we said, investments accounts, houses, cars, for example. The big thing. Yeah. And largely the biggest benefit of having a trust is avoiding probate, like we said before. And since there is generally no probate court process when you have a living trust, there is no need to make your assets or your personal wishes public. Aha, uh-huh, because if it would go through probate court, they're public. It's public. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and with a living trust, you can continue to protect your family even after you're gone. So delay distributions until children reach a certain age or they graduate. You can make sure money doesn't fall into the hands of creditors or ex-spouses and make sure that special needs children still qualify for benefits. Mm. So you can hold off on distributions until your children reach like a big milestone like we just said. You can basically like create terms 
in your trust that you really can't create in your will. Yeah. I have some friends that have a trust fund from their grandfather that said they can't get their money till they're 30, which I think is great. Yeah. But those terms and conditions were written in the trust. And he probably wrote that when they were like two years old. Yeah, exactly. And a trust can also be used to ensure that your children don't lose their inheritance due to substance abuse, creditor problems, or divorce. So sometimes through probate court, they can decide like you're not fit. That's yeah. the same with like special needs children. Like you're not fit to, you know, inherit this, this money. Mm-hmm. But also like conservatorships and things like that, that helps with trust. So okay. in short, with a trust, you can dictate the terms of inheritance. Uh-huh. And another benefit of having a trust is reducing the estate tax. The federal estate tax is applied to an individual's assets when they die. By placing your assets into a trust fund before you pass away, you minimize the size of your estate and can substantially reduce or eliminate the estate tax due. Wait, so when you die, you owe taxes? We still yes, owe you taxes do. When we die? Yes, you do. Actually, oh. a friend of mine passed away and my mom is doing his taxes. <laughs> Oh my I god. Know. I didn't consider that. Yeah, I'm I doing didn't Nico's consider- taxes. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that wild? That is wild. <sighs> so now, how do we set up a trust? All right. So to create a trust fund, you must have at least 3 parties that fall into one of the following categories. A grantor, so this is the person who established the trust and put the money, stock, business or other assets into the trust. Okay. The beneficiary This is the person, group, or organization intended to benefit from the trust. They do not own the trust property, but have the right to receive the benefit of the property as the trust allows. For example, a grandchild can receive distributions to pay for college. Gotcha. Then there's the trustee. So the trustee is responsible for managing the property owned by the trust. A trustee can be an individual or an organization such as a bank or a law firm. That's the conservatorship part of it. Putting it as a, oh, the trustee. No, yeah, like that's how like they controlled Britney Spears' money is because there was like a bank or a law firm that was like the trustee of her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. So once you've chosen the right type of trust, you should record what assets you'll place in the trust fund, how they will be managed and distributed, and who the beneficiaries and trustees will be. Also consider how long the trust will last and what conditions will cease to operate. Interesting. So it's really just you're you're planning where you want everything to go when you're dead. Yep. With a lot of uh, control, mm-hmm. whereas wills are a little bit less. Yes. So how do we make a trust official? Okay, so several websites offer DIY trust services, but they usually aren't a safe solution. Trusts can be complicated, so most grantors opt to enlist the help of, of a professional estate or trust attorney. Um, you can ask friends, families, and colleagues for referrals if you're doing if you're comfortable doing so, and maybe you can work with a financial advisor. Mm. I'm just we. Put a pin in that. Yeah. I'm, I'm for a later a, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he or she should also be able to point you in the right direction. State and local bar associations also list attorneys that will be familiar with state trust laws. And since fees can vary widely, you should compare you know, prices as well as testimonials. You should also check whether your employer offers discounted estate planning services as part of their employee benefits package. Interesting. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Me neither. But would you say now? like a trust is more important than a will 
Uh, so a trust in no way replaces a will. A will is the only way you can name an executor and legal guardians for your children. Yeah. So that's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So without a will, the state where you live will divide up your property and assets as it sees fit. Yeah. In fact, a will is the most important part of your estate plan, actually. Mm. And you can make a will for free online. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. But that being said, having a will and a trust can help ensure that your money not only goes to who you choose, but also in the manner you choose. Yeah. So So that's why you kind of need the combo package. The combo package is probably the way to go. Yes. And lastly, in this estate planning epi, the we're gonna hit fuck up is life insurance. Life insurance, y'all. You so want to know all I know about life insurance? Diddly shit. I know diddly shit, and that every time I watch a, a twenty twenty or a snapped or something, it's like always somebody's getting yeah, killed for, for life. It's insurance. for the life insurance. Yeah. Well, there are forty one million people in the U S. who say they need life insurance but do not have it, according to the twenty twenty insurance barometer report mm. from industry groups. Limra. Limra. And life happens. Interesting. Perceptions about affordability and value can deter people from buying the life insurance they need. More than half of respondents in this report said a $250,000 term life insurance policy for a healthy 30-year-old would cost $500 a year or more. But... The average cost is closer to $160 a year. So there's a pretty big discrepancy in perceived costs versus the actual cost of life insurance. Like it's not as expensive. That's less than $10 a month. Yeah, it's less expensive than people think. I would always think that it was very expensive. It seems fancy. It does seem, all of this seems fancy. It all seems fancy, but turns out it's not. Yes. And the most useful way to answer the question of whether you specifically need life insurance is with another question. What's that question? Would your death financially impact the people in your life? If mm. the answer is yes, then you should consider life insurance. Interesting. I know. Yeah. So okay. let's get into what is life insurance if you don't know what it is. So it's a contract between an insurer and a policy owner. A life insurance policy guarantees the insurer pays a sum of money to named beneficiaries when the insured dies in exchange for the premiums paid by the policyholder during their lifetime. And for the contract to be enforceable, the life insurance application must accurately disclose the insured's past and current health conditions and high-risk activities. Okay, is it in Along Came Polly that Ben um, Stiller plays a life insurance agent? And Polly has all kinds of crazy, doesn't she do all kinds of crazy shit and he's like, you could never be insured? I think so. I think or something so. like that. But I remember it being, but like, and he would go, like, people don't like that because it's like, oh, if you ski, then like your, your policy might be a little bit more yeah. and like things like that. Yes. So basically, long story short, an insurance person is like, hey, how's your health? Do you do anything wild? You tell them. Then they're going to come up with a number that you're going to pay yearly. Yeah. And then that goes into like a pot, basically. And then when somebody dies, then basically the whole question about would your death financially impact the people in your life, that's why you have this set up. Yes. Because let's say you are you're the breadwinner you pass and your husband's like fuck 
but it doesn't even have to be a breadwinner. It can be that like, I was actually talking to my mom about, about life insurance and she was saying even Joe, like he would be so distraught with my death that he probably couldn't work for a year. Yeah. You know, so like, or just like even writing him into my will and things like that. We're not married or anything. I don't provide for him. Right. But he would be so impacted by my death that it would actually affect his ability to work. Yes. You know, so it doesn't even have to be if you're a breadwinner. It could just be like, who would this like actually financially impact? Deeply impact. You know? So why should you get life I mean, insurance? Like, like we were just saying, so if you have a family, a business, or others who depend on you, the life insurance benefit of a whole life policy acts as a financial safety net. So when you die, your beneficiaries will receive a lump sum payment that is guaranteed to be paid in full, provided all premiums are paid and there's no outstanding loans. And it's essential protection that you can count to be there for your loved ones when needed. So I just want to put a pin in this. Yeah. Because as you were talking, I was thinking like, well, what's that, the difference between this and a will? You don't know at somebody's end of life if they have any money. Like if it's in the will, like my kids get my whole checking account. Well, your checking account could be $70. Yeah. This is guaranteed. Yeah, you, you can will, have a $500,000 life insurance they policy. They will get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine what would happen to your family if the income you provided like suddenly disappeared. With whole life insurance, you can make sure that your loved ones have the money they need to help with like paying the mortgage, mm. you know, affording health care, uh, child care, other services, covering tuition or other college expenses, eliminate household debt preserve a family business like all of these things that you know if you're like oh shoot if I die early you know what would I be able to provide for my children the things that they're going to need down the line all types of stuff but there are actually two types of life insurance yeah so there are two primary types term and permanent life permanent life insurance such as whole life insurance or universal life insurance can provide lifetime coverage while term life insurance provides protection for a certain period. Kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. So term life insurance is the most popular type of life insurance sold. And 71% of purchasers actually get term life insurance, according to that insurance barometer report. Term life insurance provides coverage for a certain amount of time and the premium payments stay the same amount for the duration of the policy. So typical choices for policy length are 10, 15, 20, 25, or 30 years. Mm. Permanent life insurance provides the lifelong coverage and is more expensive than term life because, you know, it's your whole life. And it usually builds cash value. Interesting. So the cash value component accumulates on a tax-deferred basis over the life of the policy. It acts as a savings portion of the policy. So typically, you can borrow against the policy's cash value or make withdrawal. So if you decide to end the policy, you can get the cash value minus any surrender charge. And if you're like, what the fuck is all this? Basically, you can take money out and you can get the cash value minus the surrender charge, which is like a fee you have to pay for taking it out. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think my big question here is when do you get it? Yeah. So what age should you get life insurance? For many people, the answer is to buy insurance when they're as young as possible. Hmm. In fact, it often makes sense for people to buy life insurance in their early 20s upon starting their careers. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a common misconception that it's a good idea to buy life insurance only after someone is dependent on the policyholder for income or services. Even people without anyone depending on them may want to plan ahead and get covered. That's because buying life insurance early on can result in lower premiums. Like remember that health questionnaire thing like when you're younger you have less going on you're less risky but also you know life milestones can also provide a simple answer to the question of when to get life insurance simply it may be a good idea to get a policy after getting married Without life insurance, your spouse may be responsible for your debt if you pass away. To ensure your family is provided for in the future, it's recommended to get life insurance coverage that's 10 to 12 times your annual salary. Jesus Christ. Oh my lord. Jesus Christ. Does that make sense if you make if you make $50,000 a year, $500,000? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. that you makes sense. You know what sense. I mean? Yeah. So, Nat should you buy life insurance right now if you're listening and you're an AMI? What, what do you do? What do you do? You probably should. Probably should. You probably should. <laughs> it's only because it's getting more expensive every day that you don't have it. Yeah. So insurance premiums rise by an average of 8 to 10% for each year you postpone buying coverage. Yeah. Shit. So I'm like, God damn, no. I wish I got this when I was 18. I know, I know. Okay, now, so we need to get life insurance and we need to write our wills and yeah. we need to get trust funds. Yeah. All of the above. All of the above. And I need to take my will out of my uh, phone and onto an actual document. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you learned more about how to set up a will, what is a trust fund, and uh, the fact that you, you need to get life insurance. You need to get life insurance. And, and that's on period. We got to do it, besties. All right. Now, should we circle back on this wine that we've been drinking this epi? What is the wine? Is the Pinot Noir Willamette Valley 2020. It's called Evolution by... I'm going to, I think it's so called Blosser. Love it. I'm really excited about our hottie oh of the my week. God, you came up with a week. really great idea for this. So we were trying to think of like, we're like, we, we don't want to put somebody that's like about to die. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're like, who should the hottie be? So then we thought, I, well, I guess I said like, who's somebody named Will? Yeah. Like a like, famous Will. A Will. So would you like to say who we've chosen? Yeah, it's a fellow Trojan, Mr. Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Fight on. Little uh, cutie. We love him. He's oh the best. God, he's so fucking funny. Okay, so one to Will Ferrell. What are we reading this? The Pinot Noir Evolution. Now that it's opened up more, I'm not mad at it. But it's nothing that I'm like, oh my God. I'd give it an eight. Seven. I was going to say seven. We're so going to go seven and a half. Seven and a half out of Will Ferrell for this evolution. Noir. Evolution Pinot Noir. Noir. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week it's overrated. Underrated. Can we need a song, you guys? Right, somebody at some point is going to come through. Okay. Now you go first. All right. I'm a little concerned about mine because I think I will catch heat. You never do. Speaking of heat. You never do. Well, this is a fan favorite. So I think the movie The Notebook is overrated. I know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm speechless. I know. Okay. Okay. I know. Do you have a comparison that's underrated? I do. And it's on the same theme as um, it's Rachel McAdams movies. Okay. Because I think... Is it the one... Which one? It's two, two time-traveling ones. I, the time-traveling one... We can't get into the time-traveler oh wife. <laughs> the other one. You're talking about the other one? I'm talking about the hot chick. 
Oh, the hot chick's amazing. The hot chick is so underrated because I feel like people don't really. It's not like one of those things that everyone has seen. I remember exactly where I was when I saw the hot chick. I know what movie theater I went to when I was like, you know, 13 or whatever. (laughs) It's so It was. I remember walking out and feeling like that was one of the best movies I've seen. I know. Billy. I I love that movie. I love that movie. If you guys haven't seen it, it's Rob Schneider. And Rachel McAdams. And Rachel McAdams. And it's just They body swap. Like they switch, yes. it's like kind of like Freaky Friday. Like they accidentally switch bodies. So then Rachel McAdams, who's like a high school girl, is in the body of this like 40 year old man. But she's not living his life. Like she's not in his apartment. <laughs> right. She's in her house. She's in her house. <laughs> and she has to like convince her friends that like it's really her. It's me, Jessica. <laughs> Boys are cheats and liars. They like have this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they they. They're such a big mixed. disgrace. Something. Fifth and second baseball. Baseball. I think they're gonna score. Underrated movie. That's a great one. Underrated. Oh shit. Okay, now I have to think of mine. Let's hear it. Okay, so in the vein of movies, okay, I'm gonna do movie theater snacks. Oh, okay. Oh, I love movie theater snacks. Okay, and this is also controversial. I think Sour Patch Kids are overrated. Oh, interesting. I, I think they're good. I think, like, I enjoy it from time. But people, like, lose their fucking minds really? over Sour Patch Kids. I guess I never realized that. Oh, I feel my- indifferent about them. I yeah, like them, though. Yeah, no, it's, like, a very big... It's like a, a cultural it, thing. Yeah, it's, it, there's a whole subculture of Sour Patch Kids okay. people. I think those are overrated. And I think underrated is Bunch of Crunch. What's Bunch of Crunch? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's only at the movie theaters. They don't sell it anywhere else. It's at, like at the AMC Century City. Yeah, they sell a bunch of crunch. Oh my god, I got to use my next rewards points. It's for like that. these little rice crispy balls dipped in chocolate. What? And they're like, it's yeah, it's like a chocolate rice crispy ball. You've never, you've never see this. I've one never I'm even heard of these, but these seem. Let right me show up my you. Alley. Let me see. You've seen the box for a bunch of crunch. I don't think I have. Although you know, AMC my- has caramel corn now. Oh, they do. You've never seen this? You've never seen Bunch of Crunch? I've literally never seen that. What? But you, I think, okay, so it's a crunch bar. It's like it's like crunch bar bites. Bites. It's like a little, it's like a little rice dipped in, and, they're, and they're just like, they're like, little, they're like little popcorns, but I they're know. not corn. It's rice and chocolate. Yeah. It's like a little ball of a crunch bar. Yes. Oh yeah. It's a crunch it's bar. It's a crunch bar. It's a Bunch of Crunch. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh my God. But they only sell them at movie theaters. They don't sell them anywhere else. Well, the Amazons are going to have to go try these out, and so am I. We're going to – oh, we'll put this in the story, you guys. You guys I'm can vote. I'm shooketh by this. Do you, I mean, I, I do think people are going to not agree with me on on Sour Patch Kids, and I do think you might – I think I'm, I'm likely to a, get A roasted. lot of the times, The Notebook is people's favorite movie of all time. I and I just did I, – I told Corinne for a sec when we paused for a minute that it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I think it's overhyped. Right. Yes. It's overhyped. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I understand that. I understand yeah. that fully. And I'm prepared to catch the heat for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, if you like this episode, please rate and review it. We love when you guys rate and review. We love reading your reviews. Yes. So go ahead and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also write in for random advice at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or write in for like a requested episode. We do a lot yes. of the episodes that you guys Like this one. Oh, yeah, like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love when you guys ask us to cover certain topics. So we would love to do it. Also, you can sign up for our newsletter at amidoingthisrightpod.com. And 
Like always, we'll be back next week with another episode. I love you. Love you guys. Bye.